I, I just hate Tennessee, man. Like, I hate Nay Nayland Stadium. It looks like a garbage truck worker convention. And I hate all their quarterbacks. I just, I hate Tennessee, man. It, it, it reminds me, it, and it's not that orange that you can stand. See, I hate Tennessee more than I hate Auburn. I just dislike Auburn. I hate Tennessee. See, Tennessee's colors is, is that it's that throw up orange. It's not that orange that you can sit with. It's that puke inside of a pumpkin orange. That I, and I don't like pumpkins. So I just I just I, I really don't like Tennessee, man. I, I can't stress that enough, man. And they they, they losers. They sore losers because they, they they're not Alabama. What the hell is that? Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever. Let's just do this. Don't on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity, and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. Oh, what a night. Holy hell. The show is going to be somewhat hijacked by Major League Baseball in particular, but a little bit of Braves baseball as well. And you have been warned. So you can check out, fast forward, go away, come back next week, uh, leave forever if you have to. I, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm telling you, what just happened was incredible. And what's going on in Major League Baseball is criminal. It's absolutely criminal. All right, so the game just ended. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty worked up, in a good way. Braves won, yay, yay, yay! A fabulous, fabulous baseball game, classic in every sense of the thought of how October baseball should be played. And the Braves won, tied up the series. This is less about that. Ugh, took everything out of me. This game was supposed to be played earlier today because that makes a lot of sense. All right, let me slow down, and I'll back up a minute, and I'll come back to that. Um, show today is fluff to begin with. It's two weeks in a row now that Chattanooga's been a pretty quiet place, except for, well, one story, which I'll get to in the second segment of the show, when I'll touch on a couple local things from... Weston Womps, brand new uh, administration, and uh, some of the apartments that uh, Tim Kelly has purchased, the city has purchased, and the, uh, what is it? Is it a homeless camp? Is it a homeless shelter? Is it a homeless living arrangement? What is it exactly? And uh, I'll do most of that in the second segment of the show, and then last week I had so much fun doing the audio from TikTok, I just continued to play around with audio and um, it's not all from TikTok. Some of it is, but some's from Twitter and all over the internet. And decided to just do, we're going to do another segment like that. And I'll play about 15 cuts, have commentary on them. Some of them I arranged. Most of them I pulled from other places. And it'll just be uh, kind of screwing around on the way out. I do have a, I have three things of audio to do this segment because I originally set it up. I might throw those out. If this goes long, I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes. Kind of make it up on the fly as I go. Because I did make a long list of things I did kind of want to get to, but none of them are hardly important at uh, at all. So what has gotten me so irritated, and there's two separate things here. There's, there's a narrative on social media 
that and just you know outside of social media water cooler talk as they would used to call it that the Braves are being uh, disrespected as world champions being playing these early playoff games at one o'clock in the afternoon and three o'clock in the afternoon while the Yankees and of course the West Coast games are going to be late and New York games late and the Houston games late and that's not what this is. I understand that narrative, and I understand why people would feel that way. That's kind of the not so, um, well, the more so casual fan, and even a little bit more than the casual fan who's not thinking this thoroughly, excuse me, because they're just used to things. And it's just, it's hit me like a ton of bricks this year. I I don't know why, because the uh, Major League Baseball has been playing their their uh, postseason games, their early series. And even some a little bit in the LCS is the next round, but certainly these the NLDS round where there's four series going on. They have some kind of cockamamie, absolutely useless, ridiculous, no competition kind of advertising model where they don't want any game overlapping for at any moment. And I know all the arguments as to why you would want to do that. I really understand those arguments in 1995. In 2005, I still somewhat understand that argument. In 2015, you might still be able to convince me. But in a world of 2022, the year, and 2022 different streaming options, and channels, and sub-channels, and, and sister stations, and clusters, where you can air anything you want, wherever you want, if the contract doesn't work, you can manipulate it and change it and do whatever you want. The chairman of the boards, the, 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 the suits, the executives, are sitting around Major League Baseball saying, you know what a good idea is? We should have our prime month of our year when we are up against college football and NFL and there's so much competition we're going to play our premium postseason games at 1 o'clock in the afternoon that makes a lot of sense and the team will put there big media market Philadelphia and Atlanta which people think is not a big media or or sports town but it is the largest uh, television and radio network in the country it covers upwards of 10 states damn near a quarter of the country follows this team in the south who has been dominating and is the world champions and let's put them on while the blue collar south is just getting back from lunch break we won't even at one o'clock on tuesday we won't even give them the courtesy of starting it at noon so they can at least have maybe an hour off on their lunch break which puts the west coast getting the phillies and the Braves on Tuesday at 10 a.m. 11 a.m. in Mountain Time, and you know the rest of the math. You can do that on your own math there if you want to. There ain't a damn person out in Utah wants to watch this game. There's not a damn person out in in California or Oregon that cares anything at 10 a.m. about an Atlanta-Philadelphia game. And the people who do care about it and want to see it are in the middle of their damn work day. Oh, well, you can stream it on your phone. You can. Oh, yeah, because that's fun. That that's that's a really enjoyable experience. I'm at the desk job of office space over here. I got corporate accounts. Mina speaking. Just a moment. Sitting over here in the corner all day long, and I and I'm gonna watch the most important game. Uh, you know, of the week of a starting of a month on a five inch screen. Yeah, that's a really good user experience. The boardroom of this league has decided to do this. This is not done by some kind of force. 
They have decided to do that. Same thing, you can start talking with Seattle and and Houston playing at 5 o'clock on Tuesday. Yeah, because Seattle really wants to start watching baseball at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. What the hell are you doing? It's either pure arrogance or a version of arrogance and ignorance. Surely it can't be pure ignorance, but maybe it can. But what it 100% is, is incompetence. I mean, these kinds of things, this is, you should be fired for even suggesting such an idea, thinking that they think they're a national sport or something, that anybody sitting here in in Chattanooga, Tennessee can't wait to watch the Yankees and the Guardians tonight. Some people don't even know what the hell the Guardians are. This is insanity, and it's, it's unforgivable, and it's not, it's terrible business, Children can't watch the game. I mean, some can't. Oh, they're in fall break, right? Shut up. Kids can't watch 1 o'clock baseball in the fall, generally speaking. You want to grow the game? You want children to grow up and to be teenagers and young adults and then parents and spread the game like past generations do for 120 years? Let's put the games on in the daytime when children can't watch it. And then what happened tonight this game was supposed to go on at 4.30. I'm sorry I'm eating up this whole open here, but I just can't help it. Um, this game was supposed to be played at 4.30. So by the time Southerners are getting out of work, fighting traffic, trying to figure out dinner for the kids, and trying to just battle crappy life to get home maybe in time to catch the fourth inning of a pivotal game, well, luckily, if there's a God, thanks God, God made it rain for three and a half hours. And they had to bump the game to 7.30. And it was true prime time on national TV, Fox Network, the big, you know, the biggest network of, of baseball coverage in October. Under the lights in the Georgia sky. Packed house, raucous, chanting, chopping. It was beautiful. Fantastic pitching from both sides, nail biters, gut wrenching, hyperventilating, like, oh my God, oh my God, pacing up and down. Oh God, whoever scores the first run, you feel like it's going to be over. Classic, classic October baseball. It was beautiful, it was glorious. And Major League Baseball purposely would rather do that at 4 30 in the goddamn afternoon. Guess what happened as soon as that game got over? They You cut over to FS1 if all these people just want to watch baseball wall-to-wall, and you've got a 3-3 game, San Diego-Los Angeles, in the fourth inning. There you go. There's some more baseball. Oh, no, no. Somebody's going to watch the Braves game in its entirety, and someone's going to watch the Astros game in its entirety, and someone's going to watch the Guardians game. No, they're not, bro. No, they're not. I don't know where anybody's getting any of this, uh, this data the statistics that would show that this is a way for higher viewership. You're making your product more difficult to be found and to be watched by the people who so desperately want it. In this day and age of the way that television has gotten to be so a la carte and so accessible to everybody everywhere, they purposely do this. It's unforgivable. It feels like it's criminal. I want people fired. I want, oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to stop this for a minute, take a drink, 
and come back and finish the end of this this segment. Hang tight. Okay, and we're back. Um, I just love baseball so much, and the league is just so stupid. They're so stupid. The way they implement new rules and how they rush things and how they change formats, and they always do it on the fly, and nobody really understands how they're supposed to... It, it's just confusing and it shouldn't be. And a league that's dying of of um, popularity. And it doesn't need these kinds of things. That won't help. Now, the good news is, this is more to my point, it is a massive regional, local uh, following sport. People love Atlanta Braves baseball. Don't anybody tell you that they don't. People love Los Angeles Dodgers baseball, Astros, Yankees, Royals in Kansas City. They love their team and want to see their team do well and live and die by these by these teams. The Seattle Mariners are on fire. Those those fans are up in the Pacific North. Uh, Northwest haven't had a playoff game in 20 years. The place is about to explode. They're so excited, but there ain't a damn person in Texas who cares about the Mariners. Nobody in Ohio cares about the Mariners. Nobody in Maryland cares about the Astros. Nobody in Florida cares about the Dodgers. And when I say that, I mean the level of people that do are so low. It doesn't matter. It doesn't register. I mean, and, and I'd use this on Facebook just for, for some conversation. Imagine the NBA having the 76ers and the Hawks playing a playoff game at one o'clock or the Predators and the Red Wings playing a hockey playoff game at 3.30 on a Thursday. I mean, you, you would think that you'd be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And you can use the NFL if you want, but that's more absurd. I understand that just that's just kind of using hyperbole. Obviously, NFL is a weekend sport, but you would say that's the, who who's in charge of that? Why wouldn't you fire the person who even suggests that? Yeah, baseball does it every single year. But anyway, got the win. So excited about that big weekend. Got lots of football. Uh, that's on the front end there. Uh, the oldie but goodie. I hate Nayland Stadium. I hate uh, Tennessee. Uh, I've always thought that was funny. Thought I'd break it out for the third Saturday in October. Um, Tennessee and uh, Alabama. And I am actually really excited about this. But of course, because Major League Baseball hates me, the Braves now play at two o'clock. On Saturday, and the football game's at 3.30, and I'm tailgating for the mocks for a 1.30 game. So that's, you know, this is kind of, you know, white people, middle class people, first world problems. I'm still going to have a nice day, but that's kind of clutters the day up. But it's going to be a fabulous weekend, and I am really looking forward to seeing Tennessee and Alabama. Unfortunately, I won't really be able to see it because I'll be... Uh, hyperventilating while I'm watching the, the the Braves and Phillies, but that Tennessee team, they're good, and I'm I'm gonna get tired of it really quick, really quick. But right now I'm happy for my Tennessee fan friends because they have had nothing to cheer for for a long time, and it's really been comical. <laughs> and I've been laughing and poking fun and watching my Tennessee haters that just needle the, uh, everybody. I'm looking at you, Jeremy Mahoney. I think it's hilarious. I love it. But every now and again, you know, every fan base just needs a break, 
right? Can you just just give me a break for once? And so many times over the years during Derek Dooley or Butch, not Butch Davis, what was his name? Butch Jones and whoever the hell, Jeremy freaking Cornholio Pruitt. What a joke. Like there's so many years where you, you know, they always think it's this is the year and they're always just nonsensical and irrational and fanatical. And you always know it's just going to blow up in their face and something stupid's going to happen and they're just going to be so upset and it's going to just kick them in the groin again. And it's been going since like 2008. Nobody needs to suffer that long. No one needs to suffer that long. So I, I, I've i watched this Tennessee team about three times this year. It's it's a pretty, it's a, I won't say it's ex- exciting. I guess it's exciting. I guess I don't want to call it high quality because it's still not, but it's, it, it, they move the ball well. Tennessee moves the ball really well. And so that leads for, to scoring. And and they, you know, I don't know about their defense. I don't pay close enough attention. But if Alabama's down a quarterback, Tennessee's got a chance to win this. And I normally pull for Alabama to win this game. But I, I want my Tennessee fans to have friends, fans to have some fun this weekend. So and when I was a kid growing up, kid meaning 20-something, you know, 18, teenager, 20-something, third Saturday in October is one of my favorite days of the year. So it's going to be a good time. Let's see. A couple of things here. I am going to kick those audio uh, segments out because they are not uh, they're, they're not important. I'll save those for another time. I want to get to a few of these things. Um, the American Idol kid that, that uh, died in the car crash just the other day, this guy was a superstar. He... Uh, crashed into a parked uh, tractor-trailer on I-24 at exit 147. See, the crash occurred at 4 p.m. Tuesday, so just two days ago, in Marion County when Spence is his name. What is it, Spence? Um, Willie Spence. His 2019 Cherokee, Jeep Cherokee, left the roadway and collided with the back of a tractor-trailer that was stopped on the shoulder of the east side of I-24 at mile marker 147. I started thinking, what are other mile markers? 170-something is the uh, uh, Lookout Valley and Browns Ferry. 152, that's Kim uh, Kimball and Jasper Dunlap, that, that exit. So this is just a few miles before that. And, I mean, he must have just slammed, I would guess, at full speed if the, something like that would be so deadly. That's, uh, that's terrible. Never heard of the guy, but just saw that come across. And I'll, um, yeah, I'll just save the rest of this stuff. There's some Ticketmaster stuff I want to talk about with Platinum and Surge pricing that Blink-182 ticket buyers had to deal with. Dead & Company tickets went on sale. I want to do a whole Ticketmaster segment. I might do that next week. rest of that stuff doesn't matter. And then I promised Taylor Lyons, who you heard on last week's show, is the local TikToker talking about kids and how if you really want to keep them safe, here's how you do it. She sent me this and asked me to pass it along, and I promised her I would do it, and I will. It's Wanderlinger Brewing is doing an event uh, put on by Chattanooga Moms for Social Justice. Join us if you dare for the Boo Bash, a spooky costume party on the 19th of next week, uh, 7.30 to 10. Uh, The only rule, come as anyone other than yourself, so you pretty much... You know, don't go if you're not going to dress up. That's why I won't be going. It is 21 and up, so it is an adult thing. Don't bring the kids. They're not to be there, but they're taking donations. Uh, they're having a costume party, and all the proceeds go to Moms for Social Justice Community Library Project and Chattanooga Pride and Tennessee Valley Pride. 
We also want to support Wanderlinger as they've been receiving pushback from the Pride events that they've hosted in the past. Let's show Chattanooga that we choose love. And I say, if that's your thing, go do it. The 19th at Wanderlinger. They've got beer. They've got food. They've got uh, freaks and geeks. And it will be fun. And let's show that uh, we're, we're not those crazy psychos that I went railing or off the rails uh, talking about just a couple of weeks ago. All right. I'm going to continue to try to get my composure put back together and talk about a few local stories coming up next. Now more Stone on Air. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Stoneonair.com. Collegedale police say the policy advisor for the Hamilton County mayor was arrested last week and charged with DUI and marijuana possession. The mayor's office says Davis Lundy has resigned. According to the arrest affidavit, the officer pulled Lundy's Jeep over after following it and smelling marijuana smoke coming from the vehicle. Police say they found suspected marijuana, a half-filled glass of wine, as well as an open bottle of wine in the vehicle. A glass jar of suspected marijuana was also reportedly found on the floorboard. Hamilton County Mayor Weston Wapp responded, saying in part, quote, having recently learned about Mr. Lundy's arrest, I am very disappointed in his, his apparent lack of judgment. He continued on saying, quote, I'm encouraged by the talented team we are building to lead county government into the future, and we won't be slowed by this regrettable distraction. And this is why, you know, another reason why podcasting just sucks and why I miss having live radio shows. There's a reason I do everything. Very rarely just kind of make it up as I go. And this is one of my favorite Nickelback songs. And you might be saying, Brian, what the hell are you talking about? Are you gone crazy? Has the baseball game made you nuts? There's no such thing as a favorite Nickelback song. Um, actually, there is. I'm a semi-closeted fan, and as the tide has shifted, that acknowledging that this band is actually not that bad is actually now the new trend. After almost 20 years of it being an industry to hate this band, the time's shifting, and I'm coming out of the closet, man. From their first record. And the reason I decided to do that was because of one of the pieces of audio that I just forgot all about because I blew them off. So what I'm going to do is play you that piece of audio so it makes a little bit more sense. And where is it? What did I call it? Sorry. The coolest thing. What's the music opinion that'll have everybody looking at you crazy? Nickelback was never bad. Nickelback is actually really good music and we can stop pretending like it's bad music. We Nickelback is like Little Caesars Pizza, right? They're really, really good when there's not somebody around you complaining about how bad they are because they're not bad at all. Now, honestly, think, honestly, just listen, right? Every time I try to talk to you, I get tongue-tied. Turns out that everything I say to you comes out wrong and never comes out right. So I say, why? Notice how you know the lyrics to it because it's good music. I actually don't remember those words because that's one of the songs I know the least. It's a song he did, or Chad Kroger, not Nickelback, did with Santana on the second record that he put out 
after he did the one with Rob Thomas that he had different singers on every one of them. And then I had the song queued up, which I don't have it queued up now, that was going to play the song. And so that was why I did that. Sorry. <laughs> this, this show has jumped the freaking rails. Um, so I'll play some more Nickelback later. Again, there's always a reason, and I didn't want the reason to go unknown. So a couple of things I'm going to touch on here. Weston Womp and the arrest. Get to that in a second. And then this um, homeless hotel, campus, uh, shelter, uh, living space. What exactly is it? And I don't know a lot more than what I just read from the Chattanooga. I mentioned the other day that I was still able to read Times Free Press articles on my home computer. I mean, excuse me, on my office computer. Well, somehow that that little bug has been erased. And now I'm completely cut off from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. It pains me. It truly bothers me. I, I, I wish I had that as a resource. I, can, I would still buy the paper on the days that I knew that there was a story or two that I wanted. I'd go pay a buck for a paper um, just randomly, but I can't even do that. I was at uh, Food City today, the brand new one, and I saw where the rack where the papers used to be or where they still kind of are. And they also had the, you know, the Food City uh, coupon mailer deals. And I saw a stack of papers, or at least a few, and I thought, oh, they actually still have the paper here. And I picked it up, and I just flipped to the sports section, and it said, Braves sweep the Mets. Control of division lead. And I thought, okay, well, that was you know, a week and a half ago. But All right. So I'll start with this. Again, Chattanooga being my main um, uh, online Chattanooga news source, and some of the television stations have some okay, okay news. Uh, News that you can view online, but not not often. Gas prices rise 27 and a half cents since uh, just the other day. Um, and I was starting to get excited. The food city here, the one I just mentioned, the brand new one in East Ridge, they're putting gas prices. They're taking it in the shorts on this. They're selling it below cost to get people in the, in the door. It's the cheapest gasoline you can buy in East Ridge. And it's the cheapest gasoline that I see on a general basis when I drive around. And I shop almost exclusively there because of the fuel points. So I'm usually in the range of 15 cents off uh, a tank. At least I have been recently. And I've been waiting to fill up because it, it was down to 297 You knock 15 cents off of that, hell, that's affordable gasoline for me all day long. And I was waiting and then until till I wanted to suck the tank dry so I could get the most 15 cents per gallon. And then, boom, it shot up now to 329 I think is what I saw it today. And I won't try to explain why. And you either do understand or you don't understand to the same level that I do or don't as to why these things happen. But I did see this list of gasoline over the course of the last 10 years and where it's been to this date here locally. And I thought it was an interesting number to look at. 10 years ago in 2012, 349 a gallon. I do not have a recollection of 2012 and gas being 350. I just do not remember that. Uh 2013, not much different, 309. 2014, it was 295. This is the exact date October 10th was the day that this was uh was released. In uh 2015, it had fallen all the way to a buck 93. That's kind of where I remember thinking towards the end of Obama's presidency gasoline was at a pretty good uh level that's what i do have recollection of 2016 is up to 207 to me that's still a very reasonable number 2017 so the first year that trump's in office 
229, very respectable. 218, now we're up to 260, still a number I can handle. 2019, 229. In 2020, of course, no stats, no numbers, no statistics, you know, no no barometer matters or counts to anything else in 2020 as it had fallen all the way to 184, but we all know why. And then this time last year, 295. Well, this time two days ago, it was 297 just down the street. So pretty close back to where we would consider some kind of normalcy. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden here, because of whatever the hell's going on in Russia and all this OPEC bull spit that I can't understand, we're back up 27.5% or 27.5 cents in uh, just a short period of time. So the main thing I wanted to get to here, and I don't like to make fun of people who are down for getting in trouble with DUI and especially a marijuana offense. I... You know, just it's just absolutely absurd that that could even be a that's that's that should not be a reason for probable cause to pull a car over or search somebody. But this uh, clown, Davis Lundy, who just accepted the uh, it's, it's just a you work for my dad back in the day, so I'll give you the policy advisor uh, position for the county mayor. I don't really know what kind of policy that Weston Womp needs help from a 67 year old man. It's, I don't, you know, so anyway, that's that, that's there, that's fine, whatever. When I was uh, a kid uh, between the ages of about 12 and 16, maybe about 15, 11 to 15 probably, I lived in College Dale and uh, Davis Lundy was our neighbor. And my dad never liked him. I think he had something to do with life care centers that were taken over that they have one of their uh, facilities right there behind where we used to live. And I'm pretty sure Davis Lundy had had some kind of business or political interaction with Zach Womp, and I, that's how this leads to this. But this dude gets pulled over for um, what I think is sounds bogus to me. The cop says that he he smelled marijuana coming from the car while he was following driving following him. I mean, what is this Cheech and Chong? It's just, it's just pouring out the window. I find that hard to believe. I'll run down the entire uh, police report from it here in just a second. But I have to point this out first, and uh, Nuga Holler had this, and I, I fact-checked it. I, I, I dug through Davis Lundy's Twitter to make sure somebody had not superimposed this in any way. Bernie Sanders, on June 4th of this year, tweeted, Enough is enough. The vast majority of Americans support legalizing marijuana nationwide. Now is the time for Congress and the federal government to do something radical for a change. Listen to the people. Let's end the war on drugs and legalize marijuana nationwide. Davis Lundy, a quote tweet or, or a mention tweeted it. Bernie, God bless your socialist heart, but Rome is burning and you want to reform on pot. Maybe too much of it burning in your house. Ha ha ha. Snicker, snicker emoji. What a douche. What a douchey old man trying to be cool and hip on social Media. So this was just uh, over the, the very end of last week. Uh, policy advisor Davis Lundy, who was just given this a position in the last few weeks, and a administration, a county administration that Weston Womp is going to make it a point to be in the headlines as much as possible. Since he's taken over, I see Weston Womp's name in some kind of headline almost every day. 
it, most of it being meaningless stuff like you know being out on the mic at the Pride of the Southland bands stopping at AT&T Field. But this guy is going to be alerting the press every move he makes. Jim Coppinger didn't do that. Um, and that's whatever. To, that's what you want to do, fine. But you just got this gig what is going to be a locally high-profile administration. He was arrested in college jail for DUI and a marijuana charge. He's also charged with violation of open container and violation of the implied consent law. It happened at the 5200 block of Little Debbie Park Parkway. Uh, the officer uh, observed a maroon Jeep. He said he followed the vehicle to Abbotson Pike. While behind the vehicle, so he's driving following the vehicle, the officer said he could smell the odor of marijuana coming from the Jeep. I mean, I'm calling bunk on that. I mean, that's he, dude's, I mean, chiefing on a spliff if that's what's going, if he's smelling this poor rolling out of the window. But I don't know, okay. Maybe that's how dumb Davis Lundy is. Maybe that was what he was doing. He initiated the traffic stop at 9416 Appleton Pike. That is what we used to call the old four corners. It's right there at Udawa. Uh, Appleton Pike and Udwal Ringgold Road. If you keep going straight from Collegedale, you're going to end up in the heart of Collegedale, where the school is. And if you go up and down Udwal Ringgold Road, you're going to go to East Brainerd or you're going to go into Udwal. Know it very, very well. When the vehicle came to a complete spot, the driver stopped. The, the driver got completely out of the vehicle. The officer said he was told to get back in the vehicle. Of course, you know you don't get out of the car when you're pulled over by a cop. Not even you, old rich guy arrogant 67-year-old drunk guy. The officer said he did not completely get back inside. The officer said he approached the vehicle and identified the driver after he handed over his driver's license. He said he informed him that the reason for the stop was due to smelling marijuana coming from the vehicle. The officer said that Lundy was then asked to exit the vehicle, but he continued to try to get back inside. The guy's clearly bombed. He said officers continued to give him commands to step away from the vehicle. After three or four commands, he finally stepped in front of the patrol car. It stated the officer said he needed to search inside the vehicle. And he said Lundy stated he did not mind. He said there was nothing illegal inside. He said that he had smoked before he left his home an hour and a half earlier. Why is he even admitting to smoking weed if an hour and a half earlier, if he's denying that he's smoking it? Now, <laughs> I bet this is comical. I'd love to see the, uh, the, the footage, the body cam footage, if there is any. Upon searching the vehicle, the officer found 0.7 grams of suspected marijuana underneath the driver's front seat. So that's what he, what he was smoking. A half glass of contained red wine in the cup holder, an open glass bottle of Cabernet Savion, and a glass jar of 22.3 grams of suspected marijuana on the passenger rear floor. He said Lundy stated they had been at Beef O'Brady's where he had an alcoholic drink and then poured a glass of wine in his vehicle when he left the restaurant. He admitted to officers that he took a few drinks of the wine while he was driving. The officer said Lundy performed poorly on field sobriety test. He declined to consent to breath and or blood tests, which is actually a violation because you the, the the consent law, which I had to implied consent law, which I actually had to look up to remember what it was. A search warrant for blood a blood draw was issued. Lundy sixty seven was placed into custody, and his jeep was towed. You know this numbnut. This was not the first time he's cheaping on a joint and drinking a glass of wine, leaving the bar. He didn't just get caught. For the first time, 
I mean, I, I should be under the jail. The amount of times I have driven drunk to the point that I am a menace to society and an absolute and total danger to anybody around me. It's happened countless times. I am not proud of it. Now, I have limited that over the last many years to almost completely eliminated it. I always joke, I, and it's not a joke, it's real, but I lived like I was 22 till I was 32, and then like I was 32 until I was 42. Now, that's not entirely you know real. It's, it is a hyperbole. I, I, I matured and fixed a lot of things, but I still lived kind of carelessly in a lot of ways. And if this 67-year-old dude is, is doing this, right after being named this position in what is going to end up being as high profile as a county in the state of Tennessee can be, this guy's clearly got terrible judgment, is either arrogant and or arrogant as, as could possibly be, or has a terrible substance abuse problem, or D, all of the above. And if he's got a substance abuse problem, by all means, I don't want to make fun of a man who has trouble with that. But I do want to make fun of a man who is arrogant and, uh, and, and has terrible judgment. And that's what this just appears to be. And I'm going to guess that he still lives somewhere over there in Appison because based on the way he would have been driving, I don't, I don't think he would be driving to where he used to live that I'm aware of. If he's coming from Beef O'Brady's from Ottawa, but who knows? A drunk old man might have stopped to go get the weed and or something. Who knows? Um, but that actually does kind of scream of somebody who's got a a pretty bad self control uh, substance abuse problem. So again, if that's the case, hope he gets it taken care of. But he will no longer be the policy advisor to Weston Womp. And real quick here, just for a sh- just just to just kind of gloss here over it. Um, so there's a, a, a former hotel, motel, that was boarded up that the city purchased here recently, 7725 Lee Highway. It's very close. It's according to people from the school. It's 2,000 feet away from the uh, Silver Baptist Academy. I'm very familiar with this area as well. And they have decided to make this a, I don't know what they're calling it exactly again, because I didn't, it's, a, it's really long-winded. Um, and I just didn't have time to go through all of it, but the city bought the hotel 73 units last year and head of Silverdale Baptist Academy, Becky Hansard said the gross lack of communication by the city on the project is uh, a, a, a big issue to everybody involved. She said the lack of communication caused me to ask why she said the city had never given the school the name of another facility where a similar program is working. Uh, Mayor Kelly said it has become an eyesore and a nuisance to the community. He said it now will be operated as apartments with those who enter being screened and then provided a range of on-site services. He said it will be fenced and under private security watch with cameras linked to the city's crime system. The mayor said homelessness in Chattanooga has risen risen 250% just in the past year, and this was part of the city's efforts to find housing for some of those on the streets. They will have the services they need to get them back on their feet the mayor stated this is not a homeless shelter it's an apartment complex that he said would look like other apartment complexes from the outside he said the airport inn was symbolic of flea-bitten hot sheet motels that breed crime in our community and this particular one is being turned around for a better purpose 
with just about a minute before I hit 20 minutes on this segment, so I'm going to wrap it up. What they're basically trying to do, have this as a controlled living env- environment for uh, homeless. Not a shelter, not like what you see down at the soup kitchen, something that has been giving resources to be able to, to get out of their predicament. And if there's money put into it, surveillance and everything you just said, it sounds like it might be a pretty good idea. Um, there is this... It, this feeling that there's this inherent danger that comes from homeless people. And I, I guess in some respects there is, because oftentimes people who are homeless are, are desperate and they're oftentimes uh, mentally ill and many oftentimes addicted to, to, to whatever kinds of drugs, alcohol, and those kinds of things they can get their hands on. That's obviously very prevalent in that, in that community but I, I, I don't want to just wrap up all homeless people into being just dangerous people. And if this is something that is well um, uh, regulated and managed and uh, oversaw and, and it's a program and it's cleaned up and it looks good, well, what the hell? What's the problem? You know, I, I get why there would be pushback. Everybody in schools are freaking out and for all the reasons that we all understand why. But that's about as much time as I can give on that let's screw around for the final third of the show shall we i'll get to it next now back to more stone on air that's exactly what i wanted to hear stone on air they became the most hated band in the world. But how did it happen? It was clear the band was wildly successful. But this is where their reputation started to falter. In that same year, a comedian named Brian Posen made jokes about Nickelback's music being so bad it would make people violent. This one joke on TV wouldn't be enough to tarnish their reputation. However, Comedy Central used this joke in their advertisements for the next six months, showing it off to millions of people. Making fun of the band started to become a trend on Reddit and in popular media. Making fun of the band was one of the first internet memes. But more went on into why people didn't like it. Their song How You Remind Me was the most played song of 2002 on the radio, making people sick of the band because of how much they were hearing them, which is part of why the joke went viral so quickly. How You Remind Me is a great song, and this is the first single they had in 1999. called Leader of Men. You probably remember it. It was pretty popular for a few minutes. Probably the worst song on that first record. I know that's thing front to back. It's good. It's good. It's not the most sophisticated rock and roll music ever made. No. No one ever said it was. Dream of ways to get higher. To get much higher. All right, so let's see. What do I got here? I have, yeah, 15 cuts here that I'll get to, and they have no real uh, continuity of any kind of way, or they're not put together in any kind of order. Same thing as last week, except it's not just primarily stuff that I wanted to showcase from uh, TikTok exclusively sorry i'm trying to pull up this audio while i talk at the same time as i change the screen so (laughs) all right um i'm watching friday night smackdown on uh fox you know national fox and then the local fox news comes on afterwards it's the weekend team and god bless them i mean they're just terrible I, i i feel so sorry for some of these people they're trying so hard 
I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's just a shame that local news, even if it's weekend, has turned into training grounds for young reporters and not colleges where that training happens. And then you get hired to be a professional, even if you're not that good at first. Excuse me. At first, we're literally using local news casts, especially on the weekends, as a place for for kids to learn. And it's just it's terrible to listen to. So there's two stories back to back. One was the fire in um, in Gatlinburg, and this was a piece set down from a news source, probably you know a, a Channel Three NBC affiliate piece that they sent to play here so this isn't local people's problem fault it's their problem it's not their fault this uh terrible uh just here i'll let you listen to it this is uh yeah here you go we'll move forward stronger (laughs) some people who are visiting are also affected by the fire edith davis from texas dallas had tickets for the sky lift that had to postpone i was really looking forward to the sky okay i if you didn't hear it whoever this uh reporter is said this edith davis from texas dallas edith davis from texas dallas edith davis from texas dallas Uh, these are pre-produced um pieces somebody didn't say hey can we do that again and say dallas texas hi my name is brian and i'm from tennessee chattanooga hey tonight's baseball game is gonna be played in georgia atlanta (laughs) i mean i know it's stupid but it's just on i haven't changed the channel yet and i'm like what the hell and it's one of those i want to watch the car wreck so here's the next one and this is local people the next story hip-hop chat an organization that i know people in and i support they're having an event going on it's a hip-hop chat week something like that she's at miller park doing a live uh here's what we're doing and here's what's going on and here's the next blunder just like a minute and a half later Local 3's Jariah Beatty tells us more on what this event could mean for the scenic city. They'll be hosting this conference this year at the Bessie Cultural Smith Center. I spoke with one of the... (laughs) Okay, just in case you didn't miss it, or you did miss it, we'll do it again. This year at the Bessie Cultural Smith Center. The Bessie Cultural Smith Center. Yes, I, I sure do miss the Bessie Strut Smith we used to do all those years back that took place just across the street from the Bessie Cultural Smith Center. I mean, these are simple mistakes, but they're done in back-to-back stories with a bunch of children that look like they need to be sitting with Chris Willis over at Chattanooga State. It's like their third day. This is day one stuff. Bessie Cultural Smith Center and this person from Texas, Dallas. Uh, I've got four that go together here. This is my guy, Tony Kornheiser, one of my favorite shows, favorite guys ever. Um, he's he's doing a read for Indeed, the, you know, the online job searching uh, engine. I'm sure you've heard of it. And he said, he's saying here the other day what I've always thought about podcasts. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-N-Y. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. 2.4 million podcasts in the world. Everybody can do a podcast. 2.3.8 of these podcasts are awful. (laughs) They're awful. They're awful. There's some guy giggling. There's a couple of girls went to high school. There's a guy who'll tell you how to build the picture frame. It's stuff. That's what it is. 
that's what it is. It's people talking about movies they saw. We do that same thing, but it's a little more professional here. You know, I, it just feels a little more professional. I listen to some of these things for five minutes and want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> so when people say, oh, what, what podcast do you listen to? Uh, you know, just a very small handful. What's your favorite podcast? Bro, my, my podcast is my favorite podcast. But I also put these together here, too. This is a TikTok little parody thing. Let me make sure I get it right. It's called Bro. Let's start a podcast. Yo, like sometimes, like you just gotta know, like when it's time. For sure, you know I mean? for like, sure. Like you ever have that feeling where you're like you're not sure. Yes, bro. I get. But that. like you're also content. But it's like a sign, though. Like yes. you know, you, have, you ever yes, notice that? Bro, it's like, it's exactly. like it's meant to be or something. Sometimes you know? like you have to think about it. Like you're just like, whoa, like what is that? But then like you, you know, you know what I mean. And that's something people need to get. You know what I mean? Like no one. Exactly. It, it, yes. like, if you don't explain that, like people don't get it, dude. You know? Yes, a hundred percent. It's sad. Bro. And that's sad. like what. Kids like kind of don't get now, you know what I mean? I mean, that is what every single podcast sounds like to me that I've ever listened to of just listening to two bros or two chickadees talking about whatever. And here's another example of a parody of that from TikTok as well. Just going to be very brutally honest with some of you. Um, you're not good at podcasts. You're not interesting. Um, and you don't need one. You can just call your friends. Um, every single day I scroll through TikTok and I see these small podcast accounts who post their clips and their highlights are just shit like this. Dude, yeah, because girls, like, they can be, like, hot. No, dude, like, for real. Yeah, like, they have something that I don't think guys have in which... I don't think guys are hot, but girls, like, they have that. Like, they're hot. No, totally. Like, it's just it's just one thing that girls have better than us, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, what else have I got? Um, have you heard about this, like, COVID thing? <laughs> oh, it's so real. It's so real. Uh, one more here, the same kind of thing. The uh, TikTok was titled, Listening to Your Wives' Favorite podcast hey weirdos no so it's giving like middle school dance vibes right yes no it's giving like so insecure like so uncomfortable and it's making us uncomfortable i mean it's like it, it's giving you know what it's giving it's giving yikes yes it's giving yikes definite like yikes energy that we just don't cultivate here on the show no we don't Ugh, gag me this is the final uh, the last one the caboose of this book ended uh podcast kind of ripping on thing back to tony kornheiser at the end of the the uh the, the live read and sorry where is it there it is i i totally affirm the right for everyone to get out there and talk not everyone knows how to talk it's a gift the ability to talk i didn't study it first day i did it andy poli said to me you're really good at this how would i have known i was real i wouldn't have known but some people just think they're really good. And what bothers me is they think they're really interesting and they're not really interesting. It, this is what I'm trying to say. You may not be very interesting. You may not. But try ZipRecruiter. Yeah, smartest way to hire. Yeah. Okay, it was ZipRecruiter, not Indeed. Um, I mean, this is really hard to do. I mean, the, the spoken word format in a podcast setting, in a radio, especially radio. Radio is just impossibly hard. This is simple compared to a radio show, but it's still a very difficult thing to do to appeal to a lot of people. And 
it's hard to do and writing is hard to do. I'm terrible at writing. I wish I was good at that. I wish I could sp- do the spoken word and write. I would be much more fulfilled in life to myself if I could. But blogs ruined writing and podcasts have ruined the spoken word. Primarily the spoken word meaning radio talk, radio shows. Podcasts have ruined that. Blogs ru- ruined writing. And most of us are butthurt about it. All right, this is a quick one that um, I played it on last week's show. This some random Jack Black uh, singing Polly Nirvana song. Well, a couple of TikTokers put some music to it and stitched it, as they call it, and it's just cool. Just thought it sounded cool. This is from, I did not put this together. This is from uh, somewhere on, it might have been Twitter, maybe it's TikTok. Rand Paul, over the years, screaming term limits with a very, very predictable ending. I think there's no reason why two six-year terms in the Senate is not enough. We ought to have term limits. Terms need to be limited. Let's limit their term. They need to be limited in their term. I think term limits is the way to get some change. We have to have term limits because they all become corrupted by the system. So I think we have to have term limits. And we need to limit their terms. I just soon go up for one or two terms, and that's all I ask. Just one or two terms in the Senate, and I'll come home. New this morning, Senator Rand Paul officially refiled for election for a third term in Washington. Oh, shocking news. Shocking indeed. Uh, Only a couple left here. We might get out a little early today. And I lost the article that I was going to read a couple of... A couple of lines from, I can pretty much, yeah, I can. I guess I'll just end up uh, paraphrasing it anyway. Nothing you probably didn't already know. But Herschel Walker is not well. Herschel Walker is not of sound mind. And in some polls, we'll show you that Herschel Walker is about to be the next senator in Georgia. Just, you know, decide for yourself. Here you go. As they've been saying... Something is better somewhere else. And I'm here to tell you it's not. So I've been telling this little story about this bull out in the field with six cows. And three of them are pregnant. So you know you got something going on. But all he cared about is kept his nose against the fence, looking at three other cows that had been blown to him. Now all he had to do is eat grass. But no, no, no. He thought something was better somewhere else. So he decided, I want to get over there. So one day he measured that fence up and he said, I think I can jump this. So that day came where he got back and he got back. And as he took off running, he dove over that fence and his belly got cut up onto the bottom. But as he made it over on the other side, he shook it off and got so excited about it. And he ran to the top of that hill. But when he got up there, he realized they were bulls too. So what I'm telling you, (laughs) don't think something is better somewhere else. This is the greatest country in the world today. And I played a a clip from Joe Rogan, and I love the wording he used, is that this country, talking about how its dominance over just under 300 years becoming a world empire, and it wants 
the people who want to lead it are some of the most unexceptional people. I thought that was a great term. That was a great terminology to use. They're so unexceptional. And um, there you go. Run, Herschel, run. Run, Herschel, run. Run, Herschel, run. Sugar's falling from the sky. It's about to be your next senator, I guess. We'll see, Georgia. So after doing the Rand Paul and then the Herschel Walker clips, I wanted to do one similarly with Ted Cruz because that's easy. It's just low-hanging fruit. The guy contradicts himself every other day for his entire career. And I thought surely somebody would already made something like this and I can just use it, you know, pawn it off as my own. Of course, I always, at least if I don't give exact uh, attribution, I at least say it's not mine. Well, I couldn't find what I wanted. So if you want something done, well, just do it yourself. Probably took me about 30 minutes to make this 60-second clip, if I can find it, there. tell you what I really think of Donald Trump. This man is a pathological liar. He doesn't know the difference between truth and lies. He lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth. And it's simply a mindless yell. Whatever he does, he accuses everyone else of doing. The man ca cannot tell the truth, but he combines it with being a narcissist. A narcissist at a level I don't think this country's ever seen. We'll see what Trump decides to do. I think he accomplished an enormous amount as president. I was proud to work hand in hand with him in achieving results for the American people. And I think regardless of whether he chooses to run or not, he is going to remain an incredibly important leader in the United States. This guy lied. Let me just tell you, this guy will say anything. Nasty guy. Now I know why he doesn't have one endorsement. He's a nasty guy. <laughs> of course, yes, that was Trump talking about Ted Cruz. I know he didn't say it in the words there, but just trust me, that's what it was. And I know I'm not bringing anything new to the table here. This isn't new material. I was just having fun. And I got two more here, and we'll wrap it up quickly. Uh, this is something I found from TikTok. What your real problem might actually be. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you might not actually have a mental health problem. You might just need to stop drinking coffee, alcohol, drink more water, get better sleep, get some exercise, and stop scrolling. Trust me, I would know. I mean, I've, I've said for a long time, and I used to say it more flippantly, that mental health has been an excuse for people's bad habits and, and their bad behavior. Uh, constantly, that's been, that's been a thing, and I still think that it is. But I do believe in the deterioration of mental health, and I do think it should be taken seriously. But I oftentimes think, hey, maybe you just drink too much and eat too much crap and don't ever get any sleep and drink, you know, cup of chocolate, duck, a doze, whatever you get at Starbucks three times a day. Maybe that's why you're so effed up. And the final one, a silly, if Kurt Cobain wrote the song All Star by the band smash mouth and this will wrap things up so much to do so much to see so what's wrong with taking the back seats you never know if you don't go you never shine if you don't go hey you're an outside get the game on go play hey you're a rock star get the show on get played oh, I 
love TikTok. And I just found this damn thing I was looking for. We got a minute and a half before it, 20 minutes on this segment. So, haha, once again, I lied. We won't be early, but we will be on time. From his 2008 memoir, Breaking Free, My Life with Dissociative Identity Disorder, in which Walker described a dozen alters or alternate personalities, it rekindled stories of Walker's struggle with mental health, reminding voters of his admissions of violent tendencies, briefly chasing a man down he said he wanted to kill. Suicidal thoughts, Walker, who nearly killed himself in an idling car in the garage, and he occasionally played Russian roulette with a revolver and infidelity. New details surrounding allegations that he abused and made death threats against his former wife of nearly 20 years and his late girlfriend. Some matters have not derailed Walker's campaign. Stamped deeper into Georgia's collective psyche is Walker's first college touchdown in 1980. Run! Herschel, run. Ron Herschel. That's all I got. <laughs> Thanks, guys. At the end of the day, this actually ended up being kind of fun. It was awesome to watch the game. It was awesome to get, you know, something that's been bothering me in the last day and a half off my chest. This flowed really, really well, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you're still here, you must have liked it just enough to stick around for an hour. So, thank you. Have fun this weekend. I hope your team wins. I hope my team wins. I hope all of us are winners. Love you, mean it, bye. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on.